Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sif Taker Snapshots podcast. Uh, joining me this evening is Liam. Hello. Host extraordinaire. Mm, press X to doubt. <laughs> and uh, we've also got a guest joining us with uh, Jordan Bishop, who we spoke about last week. Hello, nice to meet you. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. How's you? You're good? Yeah, not bad. More shocked that you had to have a prepped, prep talk off Liam, because, you know, last time I did uh, it, told me to lose, and I did. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> it was that I'll get stabbed, so, yeah. you know. Uh, that's where he went wrong with me. He didn't tell me mm. to win, or he'd stab me, he just told me to do a win. Bit of Wolverhampton so, aggression, that's where he needs. What was it, Liam? I blood, and I wanted you to lose. Liar. Why did you phone me up crying about it? Saying, I really wanted you to win. It's because you let me down. You should have won that tournament. <laughs> now you haven't got a coin. I know. What, not a single I'll, coin? I'll just buy one. It's fine. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I won't know because I'm really annoyed that I didn't win it. So I'll never buy one. Anything else <laughs> I'm fine to buy, but that I can't know. I'm just going to mug Liam and take his. I'll just put him on a high shelf. Oh, my only weakness is height. <laughs> <laughs> Buy myself some platform shoes and then you'll be in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You know, they don't make them small enough to fit my feet. Anyway, X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week we're going to have a quick touch on the uh, Firestorms Game Store Champ. I think it was Hyperspace, weren't it? Yeah, hyperspace, uh, yeah. bid rules. Yeah, those are technically the, the official rules right now. <laughs> and um, a couple of online tournaments and just some general nonsense, I guess, because Rich isn't here to stop us. At least you won't talk about the resistance. Do you want me to tell you about our Lord and Saviour, Venny? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know he can shoot twice and throw bombs? Yeah, I know, but if you kill M9G8, he dies. Shh, don't tell everyone, or Rich will never win a game again. <laughs> Chip sailed. <laughs> right, let's look at this uh, uh, store champs then. Apparently somebody won it, I don't know who. Um, Was that little old me? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, Liam told you to do it, so he won it. Oh, okay, I think that's fair. <laughs> That's how it works, you see. He did take on that win worlds, so technically I won worlds. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to uh, do you want to run through your list? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so it was a rebels list uh, built up to one nine six, uh, so a four point bid. I thought I'd make hay while the uh, sun was shining um, <laughs> before the hyperspace format is assassinated by AMG. Or just renamed, depending on how you look at it. Um, so it's the Rebel list uh, with Leia Organa um, in the Falcon, with the Millennium Falcon title and the Compassion Force upgrade. Uh, so that's all 81 points. Uh, we've got Luke Skywalker and the T65, no upgrades, bare naked Luke. Yeah. And uh, an RZ1 A Wing, Ahsoka Tano with concussion missiles, 55 points. So do you, want to, do you want to let people know what Compassion does again? Because you don't really see it very often, do you? Yeah, so um, before a friendly ship at range 0-2 to two, uh, would be dealt a crit pilot or crew card, if you're playing Epic, uh, the carrier of Compassion can spend a force to discard it instead, and then that carrier is dealt a face-down card and regens force. 
I didn't know about the force spin. That's cool. Just yeah, I didn't come up very often. I was going to say, did you get much use out of it? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it didn't come at once. Unfortunately, it did a couple times in practice, um, and it got some pretty good value. Uh, Luke uh, was on one health and took a singular crit, um, so I managed to get rid of it and keep him alive, which was pretty dope. But no, on the day it didn't pop up. I mean, it's one point, so yeah, it values value. If you get one or two uses out of it over the course of the day, then it's pretty dope. I think that is the first time I've actually seen it, like on a list that's done well. Anyway, it might have been on others that I've not remembered. Mm. Well, I was scouring Meta Wing before the event. Um, <laughs> And a couple of people ran it, um, but not many. Not to great success, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did. Well, Liam, apparently. Uh, not compassion. No, I just meant this list. I'm pretending you've run it. It's a thing now. <laughs> so, John, are you um, okay? Me? Yeah. Are you having a crisis? And maybe I might be having a breakdown from having to talk to you for too long. Oh, that's fair. I'll accept that. <laughs> that is fair. That sounds fair. <laughs> <laughs> it is a task, isn't it? I know. I kind of regret, you know, agreeing for you to join us. <laughs> no, you don't. No one does. No, I don't. I love you. Anyway. You have been there, you? <laughs> yeah, you're here now. I'm not leaving. <laughs> What's the expression? Three's a crowd. <laughs> 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 right away. So what's what what is the way you generally sort of flew the list? Because it isn't a general. It isn't like just a copy and paste meta staple, is it? Um, it is and it isn't. Obviously, I didn't invent facts. Obviously, it was. Uh, I think it was pretty popular pre-COVID uh, with a couple of events, um, and I've seen people do well with it before. Um, I tend to run it as a bit of a cluster. Well, I say I, I try to. I aim to. So I try and keep them all together and try and focus something down quickly. Um, but then this inkling temptation always kicks in just to split Luke off or Ahsoka and do something really silly, <laughs> which uh, d- defies the uh, rules of playing it. But uh, yeah, just generally I try and keep things just together at the start, play it cautious, um, and then just play for the engage and just see if I come up better. <laughs> well, it obviously worked. <laughs> to a degree, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you only lost one game, didn't you, if I remember rightly? I'm not looking at Yeah, at the start of the day, it was horrific 200 nil defeat as well with 47 <laughs> minutes Forty-seven minutes left as well. It was embarrassing. What, what was the list that smashed you then? Because it's always interesting. Uh, it was Dan Barringer playing uh, uh, Trigger Happy Flyboy Poe and Nimi Shireen, uh, Aftab Akbar with double ion, so he had iron turret um, and the missiles. Uh, and he had a little Rose Tico with C-3PO. So big up the resistance. <laughs> we will not speak of them because Rich isn't there. That's the oh, I, yeah, I played it really silly. Um, I was sitting at range three on the initial engage of the Ion. Didn't take an evade on layer and eight four. Um, so I was Ion from the get-go. Then sort of had to like uh, bring Luke in and self-bump myself so I didn't go on a rock. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> it looks like he also made the cut, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was King of Swiss. I think he went 4-0. Yeah, it looks like he got knocked out in the first round of the cut, actually. I hate when that happens. Mm. <laughs> Same thing happened. It must be the curse. I think it's the if you're King of Swiss, you're doomed to do horribly in the cut because it happened to me in Worcester. So I think maybe that's just an unwritten rule. I've Sorry. never gone undefeated in a, in a tournament. 
with Dead Star I've... Cut at least, I always go X and one. See, I've not gone undefeated, but I have gone King of Swiss in a hyperspace event. And then I got knocked out for first round as well. How gutted. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> no. If you go X and O over a, a long day, you kind of feel like you deserve to just be in the final, don't you? <laughs> I don't know what's worse, though, is like getting knocked out of the cut and going, right, well, I guess I'm going home. Or battling all day to have to face Darren Granger in the final and then losing to him. I don't know what losing to Darren Granger's like. I don't know. I've got a video on YouTube that says otherwise. Oh, God. Oh, God that existed. <laughs> And, and it's really, really comfortable win. Oh, it was, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was a good game, though. I won't take that away from him. Darren, it was. And I've bent him over since many a time, so it's okay. Uh, there's no video proof, but there is video proof of you losing. There's TTO proof. That's fair. I think there's one of our events where he forgot it was a real event and played a, a random list and let me table him that's recorded on tabletop to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so have got some questions about Jordan's list. Go for if it. That's okay. So how many iterations have you kind of gone through to get to this? Because I know at one point you were messing with Prockets on Ahsoka. So were there any other changes that you've kind of looked at? Mm, yeah, I suppose... <sighs> I don't even think I can answer how many iterations it's gone through. Um, the amount of upgrades that I've chopped and changed and experimented with, with different combinations, even with the limited field of hyperspace, there's so many things that you can do. Uh, so for instance, uh, I played around with Agile Gunner and Leia just to see if that could um, sort of keep her arc on more, uh, keep her more in the fight, uh, keep her unpredictable. It's really good to Agile Gunner, then move and then switch it back and just do the old bait and switch, um, which came around in practice a few times. Uh, there was Shatter and Shot, um, iteration of Leia, which was really good for a time. Um, the only reason I took it off for this event in favour of Compassion was just because um, I heard other people would be taking a similar list uh, and I didn't want to face the mirror match. Um, the mirror match is pretty much wood on the bid or dice variants, so it made sense just to change things up a bit, I think. Uh, the Prockets, see, that was like a, a subconscious thing that I was doing, so because I was playing too hard for the Shattering Shot on Leia, I was also playing too hard and aggressive for the Prockets Shot on Ahsoka, which meant she was usually stressed, uh, only got sort of like one and a half mods with her force after instinctive aim, um, and it was just putting her in really silly positions, and I was trying to claw things back and not being in control of games. So the concussion was like a, a real last-minute swap for me, um, where I just felt like the consistency would sort of rein me in a little bit <laughs> and not go in like a bull in a china shop. Uh, Luke's always been pretty naked in the list, though. Um, he's just such a good tanky boy. Uh, he's he's so, so multi-purpose. Uh, I don't think there's any upgrades I'd put on him. Uh, I think you could put an R4 Esther Mech on him to make the twos blue. Um, which me and Dylan Jones spoke with, uh, spoke about quite a lot. Uh, but ultimately, there was just no scenario where it actually came up and it was useful um, just because of how he's played. He sort of trails behind Leia and then comes out of the blue and you really don't want him shot. You want him as your end game piece, really. Oh, that's fair. So uh, going back to the, uh, like the uh, pocket thing, because I've played you a couple of times with different lists and you've got, say, like Crockett's on, oddball, yeah. and I know 100% you're good for that shot. 
So I'll do everything I can to put you in a position where you can't do it. And I've fallen, I've fallen victim to it before. It's pockets. I think pockets is the problem upgrade. If you've got it, you want to throw those dice. That's the thing. It's that one big hit chance that you're. It's like on a on a wing and a prayer that you really need, and you know that if it goes through and it comes up good, you're going to do just a truckload of damage. But if if you're putting yourself in a silly position, you're not really in control of the game, are you? Um, interestingly, I mean, I, I only used it in half of the games that I played at Worcester, so I was pretty open to trading it up for something else, especially something like the con- uh, consistency of concussion. Um, Magpulse is an interesting choice as well, um, just to start kicking out those depletes and stripping locks and the automatic crits. So that was something I was tempted with, but ultimately I didn't use it because I didn't have the card, <laughs> and it was too last minute to try and source one. But yeah, that's the thing with Prockets. They're just too aggressive, and you can find yourself, like you said, gunning for it too hard. And if your opponent's clever, well, maybe clever. I mean, you know what to do as well, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> if your opponent's clever, they'll they'll stop you getting it off. Um, I had a game at the end of the end of Swiss where against uh, Martin Golay, um, and he had two of the new FO bombers with both on torps, and he was just gunning for them on layer, and I was just using the boost to stop them constantly. So I think if you know how to hand how to handle it, you can prevent the shot from coming off. Yeah, I was, I was fine with prockets that if they just happen, I'm happy. If they don't, well, it meant someone tried not to be there. Like sometimes you can use them as a sort of a way of shuttling someone somewhere else, kind of, because they're not going to stay in that that bullseye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes you get the value out of an upgrade, even just because you don't use it. Yeah, it's so like it forces hard. your opponent to make. Uh, yeah, it forces your opponent to make sacrifices and change the way they want to fly. Should we have a look at some of the uh, other lists as well? <laughs> Is there anything that? Um... You played that was sort of different before I scan through because it saves me the job of trying to look. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so I think it was the second round of the cut. So in the top, uh, no, it was the top eight game actually against Piers Horry. He was flying oh. Oh, uh, wow. four N1s. Jason, I'd love him. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so it was interesting because I think Matt went against something similar um, in the uh, event that you guys had uh, last week. Yeah, Jason was flying. Jason was flying Anakin, Rick, and Padme, but he didn't have Denis. I'm just trying to look what she actually does. That's how little I've seen her on the table. Oh, off the top of my head, I think that it's, many of them. Yeah, I think it's something to do if you do the same maneuver that she did, same speed. Uh, I don't think you can mod dice. Yes, yeah, so it's while you defend or perform an attack. If your speed of revealed maneuver is the same as the enemy's, that ship cannot um, dice cannot be modified. So there's quite a lot of that there, isn't there, I guess, like with Padme. Yeah, totally. It was a really scary list to face. I don't think it was as scary as Jason's version. Obviously, because I think they all had pro torps. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> it scared me so much. I think we flew around for 30 minutes just jostling for sort of position, like not really wanting to commit. Um, but I think I was just scared of Padme, Danae, and all the mods with Duke. Because it can really will you down quickly. Yeah, Duke on Padme is amazing. That's what that's what Jace was playing on a lot. Oh, I'm just reading it. That's a horrible list to face. Mm, it was oh. interesting as well because going into that top eight game, um, 
Dylan Jones, who was flying the same list as me, but ish, he didn't have compassion. He had proton torps, uh, no, prockets on Ahsoka. Mm. Um, he lost to that in the game previous. So I was like, okay, so our lists are pretty similar and we fly them sort of the same. Um, so I was thinking, damn, if he's just lost, this probably doesn't bode well. So that's maybe why I was playing it extra cautious. <laughs> I would have thought you could just maybe catch one of them off and then try and nuke one of them. Imagine uh, how it ended up going. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think I uh, I was just trying to get shots on what I could, but the way that Piers was playing him was he wasn't allowing me to get those shots that yeah. I needed. So everything that I was getting was just like one shield here, and then they'd like bait and switch and move positions. So it was really difficult to focus fire on one without putting myself in an awkward position. Um, because you can guarantee as soon as Luke goes into a, a terrible position, he's just going to die. <laughs> He either, he, either, he either lives forever or he just gets whittled away really quick and never rolls any, um, any uh, eyeballs. There's no middle ground. It is exactly that. <laughs> just looking at that list you faced in the final, that's quite an interesting sort of take on like an FO swarm, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is that Gavin's list? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really scary. Um, <laughs> and then again, going into that, um, Dylan lost to it in the top four, I think. So I was like, okay. So I was trying to. Dylan was my beta tester. So every game that I went into, I was like, okay, what what went wrong? <laughs> what went good? Tell me. <laughs> but yeah, Gavin had a fantastic list, and because he flew them in two packs of three, it made sort of whichever one you committed to, you knew you were going to be getting blindsided by the other. So again, another really daunting list to face. I do. I quite like that. Um, two like lot two blocks of fighters style. Um, mm. It's fun to do. Like with the uh, M3As, we used to fly them like that until they killed the list. Right, and Rich's I... success with the uh, what they called V wings. Oh yeah, that was. I think he said he flew those in two blocks, didn't he, last week? Yeah, I'm still trying to convince him to buy more, just to keep making him fly it. <laughs> what so were you going to say? Gavin's, with, with Gavin's list, how did you look at approaching that? Like with what was your turn zero type with that because that seems like a difficult list to kind of get into. Yeah. Um. So the original battle plan going in. Well, I say I say original. It's actually what I ended up following up doing. I <laughs> and Gavin identified it. So at the start, I came in along my board edge as he did the same. And I knew that I wanted to try and predict when he was going to want to come into the board because one of us had to eventually. And if I could just try and be one move ahead of that. So I think the turn before he engaged and turned in, I managed to 4K. So I wanted to come along the bottom, turn around and come up around the side and try and catch him between the rocks because then that way he can't get all the guns he wants to get get to on me. Yeah. Um, and it just happened. It just, it just worked out well. It's just the positioning of where things were after the initial engage. I mean, it, it just ended up favoring me going into the middle game the, the yeah. thing is with the list like that though is it didn't matter if i got the initial engage and the middle game right it could all swing because of the points costage of those ties mm. so in the end game it i mean I, it got so close near the end of the game so the end score uh was gavin was winning um because he had a really plinky shot on um ahsoka which she went from full health to one health. Um, and then he got half on Leia, which had he been chipping away at over time, uh, which put him up. And I was just failing to put through uh, hits and 
damage onto the SFs. Um, so in the final round of the game, he was actually up on points by about 12 points. Uh, and I had to turn, turn Luke in and finish off the one that I'd originally started on at the start of the game, which I couldn't kill. I finished it off, which put me about 10 points up. And then Luke took two shots. The first one I blanked out and took two shields. So one more damage on Luke would have meant that Gavin would have won. But he got one hit through and I managed to get one evade. <laughs> no, it was just such a tight game going all the way through. It was really hard to manage. It is nice, though, when a final is like a close game because it makes it, you feel like you've worked hard for it rather than just a bit of a walk in the park. You know, if you happen to get the list match up, like the, the opposite list as such. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Uh, Gavin was just so relaxed. Like, it didn't feel like a final. Just, I don't know if anyone's had the the pleasure of playing him, but he is just a true gent. I recognise his name. I don't actually know him. I played Gavin at Worcester, and honestly, it was such a difficult game. But he was such a gent all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just a nice, chill guy, and I managed to win a couple of uh, Kapalp tokens off him as well. Oh yeah, he gave me those. He gave the, the Kapalp tokens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they they were. I remember them from one point. Oh, they were amazing. <laughs> I quite like that list. Sorry, I'm nosing at the list because long shots ability is quite interesting, isn't it? So at range mm. three, you roll an extra dice. Yeah, which again sort of countered my list quite nicely in a way as well, especially as he was trying to poke me at range. <laughs> oh, sorry, I am an adult. I promise. Oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay. <laughs> I just, uh, there's a couple, obviously, there's not, not all the lists in for the top um, top eight, so we can't go through them all. Mm. But um, there's the Separatist list with the, what we've seen before with the Fire Spray, Grievous, and 404. Yeah, I like any list with 404, so that's always nice. But the, the surprise there is the uh, Iron Torpedoes on rather than usually see the uh, advanced proton torpedo, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, 404 is just the trade piece. He's there to literally tank a load of damage in and then die. Sounds familiar. What are you trying to imply? <laughs> I was insulting myself for once. You're too easy a target at the moment. That's because I'm massive. <laughs> yeah, but I'm wide. You are. You're like a chode. I look like I actually look like Phil Mitchell at the moment, except like <laughs> like half the size of him. <laughs> so if you order Phil Mitchell from Wish, <laughs> <laughs> is there not a cheaper Wish alternative? <laughs> Phil Wishful. <laughs> right, moving on. Anyway, so uh, we've got a couple of events coming up. So we've got the is it the Gundarks doing the team tournament? In Australia. Yeah, good dogs doing a team tournament. It's a nice format as well. Yeah, I, I like the format. The three lists you've got to submit, it's got to be one list from each era. So you've got to go prequels, originals, and then the sequels. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. And obviously, it's got your usual um, team sort of um, things. So you can, it's a tactical list choice, isn't it? It's not just a look of the draw list choice, which is always interesting. Yeah, I'm hoping to be on a team with Tim because he's very good at things like this. <laughs> so oh, are you teaming up with him and Rich? Hopefully, maybe we'll see. Tim's been quiet; he's not said anything. But 
Hopefully. Like I say, Tim is excellent at the uh, the pairing process. He's done it too many times. So I think it's only is it how much is it to join? I can't remember. I'm trying to find it in the Sorry, I was busy building aeronautica models. <laughs> I was absolutely concentrating on the podcast. Uh yeah. This... I even paid for a compliment and everything. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, team events are always good fun. It's the social sort of aspect. Um, so we've just had a team event with uh, the Tonton Squadron where there wasn't actually any pairings, but we could um, change our lists each round. So you still had to like ch- chat to your teammates and sort of work out who was taking what and find, you know, you're thinking, well, if I'm playing such and such and they t- tend to fly these, do I fly something different? So, um, but yeah, I think it's just the social side of team events is always uh, quite good fun. Just a bit more sort of banter between your team as such. Yeah, I really hope we get to do it in in a real life one again because they're they like totally different. There's not you don't have as much time to plan your uh, good games and bad games. It's just on the day make a decision. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's good fun. So yeah, I think Nobby posted it up uh, or Fearless Gondarks posted it up today. So um, yeah, we'll certainly check that out. Um, if uh, if not, just uh, if you're interested, yeah, check out the Fearless Gundarks Facebook page. And I think there's a um, Google Doc with all the sort of rules for the event. But I'll be honest, a bar, you know, you have to take uh, one list from each of the er- eras. Uh, I've not looked any further than that at the moment. Oh, <laughs> there's a special rule I've just got to the bottom, and it just says that if your team name is B Team, and the team makes it to first place, you will receive an automatic DQ, lose a thousand MOV, and forfeit any glory due to scoring inconsistencies. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We've also, um, the Tin Squadron are running an event. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to find. It's the Tin, tin, tin Cup, isn't it? This uh, 2022 Tin Cup. Is there no, I could say, is it normal rules or is it another? Done some cool rules, haven't they? And the last event went down really well. We're super organised tonight. I was trying to find it at the start of the cast, but I couldn't find it. I thought someone else might have actually been playing because I'm not playing in that one. The, the, usually the, the Tin Tawny, it's on the 22nd, 23rd of January. Uh, so, this will be an extended two day online event with a number of rounds based on the advanced tournament structure. X-Wing tournament matches and played via Tabletop Simulator. There will be prize support including participation prizes and acrylic as well as uh, prizes of the top 16 onwards. So it doesn't look like there's any specific... As well, isn't it? Uh, it says it's down as a two day so I imagine it'll be uh, Swiss day one top cut day two I imagine but I'm not 100%. There is a registration form but you know the tin guys run a uh, good event so uh, if you check them out i'm sure uh, uh, they'll answer any questions if you're interested in the event that's only going to be won by one of them anyway <laughs> well it depends if they can only win it themselves if they make the trophy can't they no they can only do that if no one else can enter oh. by playing in the back end of nowhere where they are <laughs> <laughs> I actually really wanted to go to the last one. I was looking at trying to go, but it, it didn't work out. Have you seen the top 16 prize, the cloak token? Because that is amazing. Is it an actual cape? Yeah, it's like an, it's an actual like cape. Okay. It's very impressive. And there's also an acrylic <laughs> pasty crit marker, which is cool. 
Yeah, I have, I have to win that because that's, that's what I've been using on uh, some of GSP's events. And they thought it was like a, a empanada or something like that. Oh, there's, they thought it was the Polish one as well, didn't they? Um, what they call them now? Pierogies. Okay. Well, that's just reminding me. That's probably where I got my uh, pasty uh, target lock tokens from. I think yeah, I really. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the system opens. Well, that's what I used to use as my uh, my tool call marker. So whenever I uh, muck something to initiative zero, I gave him a pasty to eat whilst uh, every, 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 everybody else just did what they did. <laughs> Everyone else oh, that... had a good time while someone's having a miserable night. Uh, miserable it also time. means if you've uh, if you've got one of those tokens, it means you definitely won a game at a system open. So fair play. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Won a game at a system open. Hmm. Yeah, but not enough to make cut. <laughs> I'm trash. Calling you Farky. I'm garbage. <laughs> um, honestly, I think that's there's not a lot more to talk about on the uh, news side of things. It's been a bit quiet recently. I was actually um, going lame. I'm I'm just gonna plug uh, Jordan's blog as well because he does actually document everything. Go on then. Jordan, tell tell me about your blog. <coughs> Excuse me. Has he gone quiet? Um, no, I'm not sure. Mic trouble. Mic check, mic check. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I should talk about it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, when I've finished at an event, I like to write up um, and sort of get in the headspace of the games, um, but in a sense where it's easy and manageable to read. Um, that's uh, Hyperspace Junkie on WordPress. Uh, I usually um, smash that out on Reddit or Discord or uh, Facebook on the uh, various groups just after I've chucked something up. Uh, how many people once and then you'll never see it again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, every time I do a tournament, I tend to uh, do a quick write-up. It helps me get in the headspace of what I was thinking, where I can improve, uh, what was silly, um, or what was good. Um just helps to improve over time, I think, if you can sort of look at your games from a, an analytical point of view, look at the photos and take step-by-step, -step, uh, uh, like guide, uh, a step-by-step -step guide through your games just as a source of improvement. But I try and be funny and I try and make you laugh. And if you get at least one laugh out of it, then hey-ho, it's a successful visit. <laughs> so if I was a fan of the one where you did the, uh, how much have you lost on the coin toss? Mm. Yeah, so I'm a big film and movie fan as well. Um, I've always wanted to blog about things like that, like films and be a bit of a, a critique, but um, I, it's just not interesting enough to read. So I've just tried to combine the two. <laughs> See, uh, interestingly, that's probably my, my favorite post as well, but it's actually the worst performing one, <laughs> which is a testament to why you probably shouldn't do it. I think all the views are me, aren't they? Or the what? Well, every hit from that article is probably just me. Yeah, probably. You and my mum. Uh, just <laughs> spamming refresh. <laughs> well, that's better than nothing, isn't it? Definitely got to start somewhere. <laughs> well, uh, I knew I got name dropped, so I had to read it, didn't I? Oh, Jesus. She started to sound like Darren now. That's there how you reel the, how, that's how you reel the, uh, the views in. Name drop a couple of people, satisfy the ego, tickle their pickle, and uh, get the views. 
Did you? Sorry, I, I had to run off because my dog up again. Uh, did you say the um, the link? Oh, I think I just mentioned it was hyperspace junkie on WordPress, but I uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I have a link. I don't, I don't even know what the URL is. Like in the show notes, maybe. Yeah, you've said it, and obviously I'll do my thing and put it in the show notes. Don't worry. Yeah. Sorry, I had to scurry out because the child got up again. <laughs> <laughs> She's desperate to come and talk on it. <laughs> and, uh, we've got a lot of questions, haven't we? But I can't um, remember them. I just remember we've got to ask them. <laughs> I was actually going to ask, um, how how like how did how? Well, I can't even speak. My words are broken. <laughs> <laughs> how do you manage to like write? Because I've always, I remember before like we did podcasts and things. I remember trying to write something down, and it it just come out as just a load of rubbish it was nonsense i just deleted it like i felt like i just tended to bat rep more than anything yeah um i don't even think i have a real process i think when it comes to writing it up i just try and sit at the pc and start at the start of the day and then just make my way casually through the games a bit of prep pre-event um and just make my way in chronological order uh just remembering as much as i can and looking at the photos for uh a uh, bit of a reminder as to what actually happened uh, at those later <laughs> stages when you get that uh, that mental and physical fatigue kick in. <laughs> um, and then I just tend to go back, proofread it, add a few funnies, um, or at least something that I think will be funny, whether it actually is or not. Is. <laughs> I'm just sounds, entertaining myself. familiar <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just sat there laughing at myself and thinking, yeah, that would be good. I'll put that in. Um I don't know, I, th- I find it a, like a, a therapeutic um, sort of exercise. It's a, a nice calm after the storm that is an event and all the travel. I'm just scanning through it and spotted Liam in there threatening to stab you again. You know you can find oh, the yeah. counts as a threat. Oh yeah, totally. That was threats to kill. I think he was <laughs> locked up overnight for that. <laughs> They're familiar with him down at the station. Don't worry about it. He's got his own <laughs> bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hotel for him. Liam had yeah, never been on those beds. He's too big. Yeah, they've got to give me a double. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to start asking the questions before we get distracted again. <clears throat> so, uh, have you heard the questions before? Um, we, we try and ask sort of questions about like the way you plan things and stuff. So, just, yeah, I've heard a few. Just like, don't. Sometimes it, it's hard to get out what you're trying to say. So. Don't worry if we just sort of let you waffle a little bit because it usually works out okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so when you start, um, when you after placing your ships down, what's the sort of the first things you're thinking about before you're setting your dials? Before the dials are set, um, you're thinking so probably... maybe roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, so I'm probably thinking about target priority and information. So I'm trying to gather as much information as I can about the game um, before I go headstrong into something that is potentially the unknown. Um, so yeah, target priority would be a number one. How I'm going to get there. And I suppose I start like like chess. So I plan a few turns ahead. Like, okay, where do I want to be in conjunction to where they now are? Yeah, so I suppose it's like a, an, an evolving process where I'm sort of countering to what my opponent's doing. I, I don't take a very, I'm very risk adverse 
<laughs> actually if you read the blog i'm not risk adverse at all i take so many unnecessary risks <laughs> that, that's such a stupid thing to say uh but i try to be risk adverse so You'd i think like if i look at something yeah i'd like to be so i think if i'm looking at something on the table and thinking okay what is how can i get myself in a position here where i don't get punched in the face that's not a bad way to live your life <laughs> yeah, it's a really good way it's good advice all around <laughs> so so sort of once you get engaged in things, what before you set your dials, do you sort of think about what you think your opponent's going to do? Or do you more worry about where you would like to be and then work around what they're going to do or something else? Uh, so much so at the start of the game. No, I probably don't think too much about what my opponent's going to do. Um, in practice, I chances are I've got a couple of pre-planned uh, turn zero deployments and turn one moves. So before I've even set the dials, I know what the moves are going to be for what I'm going up against. Um, but in the sort of middle game, and it starts getting a bit hairy and much less predictable and planned, then yeah, definitely, I'm definitely focusing on what I think they're going to do. But that's when it falls down to those 50-50 calls and when the luck falls into it and how often you can make those correct, uh, correct calls. Would you rather go for a shot? Or try and like avoid shots. <laughs> Falls back to that uh, risk adverse play style, doesn't it? Interest because some people are, are very more interested in making sure they get a shot. Then you've got players like Tom who would rather not take damage so he can come and sort of play later on in the game. So this, I think, this is the glory of being able to see my games back through the blog. I mean, not that I sit there reading it and getting happy about what i've done but (laughs) when you when you're doing it and you're looking back i think historically where i've looked at something and gone "Ah, i don't think i should have lost that it's always because i've put myself into a position where i was getting shot and obviously tom obviously he's a great player he knows exerted understatement (laughs) um so obviously if he's playing in a in a way that he's not getting shot and he can then re-engage in the fight in a position where it suits him. I think that's a better play style to take, and that's one that I'm slowly evolving into at the moment. Um, the last couple of tournaments that I've played, uh, I'm trying to take that mentality and hold on to it as much as I can, and it, it seems to be going okay so far. That's <laughs> all I can say. Uh, so I think, yeah, so to answer your question, I think I'd rather not get a shot. I think I'd, be, I'd happily take a manoeuvre that takes me out of the fray. Um, just to suit me better. I need to start doing that, like playing more like that. I've uh, very much got into the case of just wanting to throw dice at the moment. <laughs> I, I suppose it depends on what kind of list you play as well. But yeah. yeah it wasn't the right list. <laughs> 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 Some tier doesn't want to just throw dice. But yeah, I think, I think the risk adverse play style definitely benefits people more. Uh, you're going to get better results overall, I think. Especially if the dice can be fickle mistresses. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you want to do is chase a shot, not have mods, or just have one mod, and then we've all been in that position where we've had a target lock, rolled a hit, blanks, into one hit, blanks. Target locks hate me. They always never work. Mm. I find it's always the one that you haven't got. If you focus, you get blanks. If you target lock, you get the focus results. <laughs> I just find I save it for a better shot and then feel sad. <laughs> Or they never get to take that shot or get nice. Oh, yeah, they're, they're yeah. always looking to spite you in one way or another. 
I think that hurts me more is when I get natties when I've got um like a focus a target lock. It's like I've played, I was ready to do this, and now you just help me, and then I never get to do it again. <laughs> ah, well, sugar. Sorry, knocking everything over. I'm just getting someone's name up so I can give them a shout out because we've had someone who's um not going to be able to make it to the Sift Taker Open now. Because um, of travel restrictions, but rather than get a, a refund, he wanted to donate his ticket to someone. So I said on the podcast we'd mention it and then <clears throat> have like a sign up somewhere, and we'll do like a random number for someone who's not got a ticket and give it out that way. Um, so it's Mikel. I'm not very good with last names. Hedgar. I hope that's right. He's from Mikel Hedegaard. Yeah, he's from Norway. I, I think he's. I recognise his name. I'm sure he's in the league as well. Yeah, I recognise his name as well. So he's he's had to drop. Obviously, I think restrictions are getting a bit bad again, aren't they? Like travelling from abroad and stuff. So I hope everyone else is still able to come over. But we will. I'll make a page for people to sign up, and then we'll we'll do like a random number generator or something. And we'll probably we'll put um, we'll share it within like under the podcast or something. I don't know something like that. But I thought it was a very nice thing to do rather than just get the re- refund. I did tell him he could have um, just had the refund, but he would rather give it out. Could which is really tickets sold out. No, it's not. There's still some tickets left. Um, yeah, I just think he'd rather let people have one. I just think it's a nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to put my name in, and if I get it, then I can refund mine. <laughs> I haven't got mine yet, so I'll, I'll take a page out of your book. I'll wait until the raffle, and then if I don't get it, I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> oh, it's looking like it's going to be a really good event um, with people who are coming in. Some of the prizes. I don't know if Rich has mentioned it, but he's looking at getting a lightsaber for the winner, which is cool. Yeah. It's too bad that I've nice already brought us one. <laughs> It's a nice change from a. I mean, template trays are nice and everything, but I think a lightsaber is just, especially when it's Sith takers. I think it's a nice little touch. Yeah. That and we've both already won one from one now, haven't we, mate? <laughs> oh yeah, we won our template trays on the same weekend. <laughs> With the same list. <laughs> same position as well. Against the same family. <laughs> Oh, that hurt. I felt um, I felt very strong going into that match. I didn't afterwards. Craig had my pants down. Oh, Tom had mine as well. Yeah, but Craig smiled about it. It was dead nice and pleasant. <laughs> Tom actually has a way of doing that. Partway through the game, he what? Sorry, I actually apologised partway through our game. <laughs> it's not like Tom. I literally walked off, looked at your game. And I went, Tom, you can have the rest of the game off. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Have a nap. (laughs) Anyway, I think uh, we're starting to waffle, so we can call it a night. Um, Has anybody got any... Sorry, mate? Yeah, we can. Before nine as well. I know. No, I always have to do a Megalon. We used to do a lot shorter, didn't we? When we used to do a minutes. It's a nice little change. Anyway, um, have you got any shout-outs, Liam? Uh, no. 
Okay, I was waiting for you to just drop in. I'm just going to shout out Boarding Brum, so I'll do it for oh, you. Oh, yeah, I'll shout out Boarding Brum. <laughs> Anything from you, Jordan? Oh, yeah, I won't look uh, give Torsten the mouse. I think I'll, uh, I'll shout actually, out a couple of mute people. Him. Mute him, quick. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 go for it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, big shout out to the Vagabonds. Well done to uh, Matt Cook again for uh, our joint weekend win last week. That was pretty dope. Uh, shout out to Ben Saunders uh, and his blog, uh, What the Actual Zuck. Um, really good. Uh, Dylan Jones of the uh, Dylan's blog every Tuesday. Great blogs, both of them. Uh, definitely check both of them out. Anything from you, Tim? Aeronautica's cool. I just realised I was muted, so I've probably been banging around at the back anyway. Yeah, you um, You weren't that bad, actually, so. No, I don't think there's anything for me at the moment. Just I uh, hope everyone's enjoying um, gaming. That's what I'm going to say. Fair. Yeah, I've not really got anything either. I already did my thing shouting out earlier on. So with that, it's a, uh, it's a goodbye from me. Uh, goodbye from Liam. Doodles. Goodbye from Jordan. Doodly pips. <laughs> goodbye from Tim. Toodles. And that's Toodles all around. We'll see you next time. <laughs>